Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to The Treatment Room, a safe haven for estheticians and beauty lovers alike to indulge in all things skincare. We've got a lot on the books, from interviews with experts and estheticians to sessions with me, one-on-one, dedicated to helping you find your glow and reach your professional potential in this ever-changing spot industry. I'm Tess, and I'll be your esthetician and host. Feel free to relax, Take a deep breath and grab a comforting cup of tea. Welcome to the treatment room. For a lot of us, like food is an emotional um, aspect. And I like, especially right now with um, holidays and COVID and all of that stuff, like we are leaning towards food and sugar a lot more. But I think all of us can also agree that once we've had all that sugar, we're not feeling the greatest. Um, And so I think it's important to realize that it's doing, and I say it like this maybe sounds a bit harsh, but it is doing a decent amount of damage in the body and especially to our gut. Um, We are always hearing about digestive health and gut health these days. And it is so important to actually understand how that works. Uh, When we're having so much sugar, we're basically fighting off that good bacteria in the body. And that's why probiotics are so important and so heavily talked about these days, because they really do help to balance our gut health, which in turn boosts our immune system. What is up, you guys? That clip is from one of the guests on today's episode. Her name is Jazz Stupak, and she is a certified nutritionist with the lifestyle development app Shape and Foster. I am partnering with them on today's video, and I want to talk all things personal growth. We're going to get into nutrition with Jazz, pick her brain on how foods and just overall body wellness is connected with our skin. I think we are so much more than just estheticians and technicians. We really are healers. I think in order for us to give our best, we need to treat ourselves with respect and and really care for ourselves. This is one of the main things I am always preaching because I don't feel like I got enough of a primer. I was suddenly just immersed in this world where I was giving five facials a day. I had a quick 20 minute lunch break. Everything was very back to back. The job was very physically demanding. I was absorbing a lot of energy. And I think we really are healers in a sense. What we do on a day-to-day basis in that treatment room involves a string of exchanges of energy and 
we really, really, I can't stress this enough, need to take care of ourselves in order to have balance within. Otherwise, I think we're sort of just going through the motions and that's when we can either burn out or just sort of switch on this SD autopilot where we're not fully present. We are just like going through our days for the sake of getting them done. And that is not what life's about. That's not what I'm about. I truly just want you guys to enjoy your lives, enjoy your job. And we can't do any of that without taking care of ourselves. So I just felt this was so important to talk about. It's very close to my heart. I think a lot of you know, I developed an autoimmune disease in my early years, in high school, actually, because I was just focused on the end goal of turning in work, working super hard. I wanted straight A's and nothing else was acceptable. I was the same way through college. And even after college, I just devoted myself to these desk jobs. But I was literally burning myself to the ground for the sake of doing a good job. Like all I ever wanted in life was to do a good job, feel like I was valued and worthy. And I got all of that self-esteem and self-worth from doing a job, from getting a salary raise or from getting an A on a paper. And I really don't think that is what it's about. I think there are so many components of personal growth that we can focus on. And before I go on too big of a tangent, I just want to say that is what I want for each and every one of you. I want to teach you all how to be amazing estheticians, but I want to teach you how to be well-rounded people and to cultivate a sense of community where no one ever feels alone here. We are so much stronger together and community really is everything. And that is what Shape and Foster is all about. So I cannot wait to introduce Jazz and Callum. I think you guys are really going to like this one. So let's get into it, enjoy. Hi everybody, welcome back to the treatment room. I'm your host. Tess Zolly, and I wanted to preface this episode by saying I have always wanted my community to be just that, a community and a tool for personal growth, not just a page about being an esthetician, because I think we're so much more than that. We're healers. We really devote a lot of energy to our clients. So I think it's so important we focus on our own health and healing. So I'm here today partnering with a couple of incredible business owners and members behind a new lifestyle improvement app. So I can't wait to introduce that to you guys. And I saw the opportunity to have a conversation with some of the innovators behind the Shape and Foster app. I want this episode to be essentially talking about how we can take a bird's eye perspective of our minds and our bodies and focus on some of the major areas of life that affect our general well-being and our abilities to do our jobs. So I'm here with the app founder, Callum McGuigan and Jazz Stupak. 
certified nutritional practitioner. So welcome, you guys. I cannot wait to give the audience a chance to hear both of your stories. How are you doing, Tess? Thank you very much for having us. Really, really, really appreciate the opportunity. And as you can tell, I do have a Scottish accent. I'll try and tone it down <laughs> a little bit so your listeners don't get too confused. Um, but really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having us, Tessa. Yeah, of course. I cannot wait to get get into this. So, okay, let's let's start with you, Callum. I I know there has to be a story around creating this app. I think, first of all, you couldn't have launched it at a more perfect time because I think so many of us need more tools for just overall improved wellness. So I'd love to hear um, what is the story behind the Mm. app? How did you create it? Where did that inspiration come from? For sure. Um, so, I mean, essentially, uh, I, I, uh, I'll start at the beginning f- for myself. I'm going, to, I'm going to chew your ear off your test for about three to four minutes, so bear with me. Um, Go for it. I'll start at the very beginning. So, I moved to Canada from Scotland 13 years ago. And 11 years ago, I started an events marketing agency in Toronto called Fervent Events. The company did really well. Um, we listed twice on the Growth 500, which is like Canada's fastest growing company list, a little mini Forbes, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, we had $4 million in revenue. It was a successful business. The last two years of the business, however, I really stopped enjoying it. Um, I didn't have that same fire from work that I used to have. And being an entrepreneur, as you know, like you really need that fire to, 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 to get you through and to take the next level. So when COVID hit in um, March, the whole business came to a standstill. We didn't bill um, a dollar. We didn't make a dollar in revenue for 13 weeks, which sounds like a crazy, crazy time. It's like frightening almost. However, for me, the, the funniest thing was that as it hit May and COVID started to look like it was going to end, obviously we know now that it didn't. It looked like it was going to end. I started to get the dread and the fear about going back to work. I was like, I'm not making any money. But I, but I, I would rather that right now than going back to this company that I've created that I don't enjoy anymore. And the, the hard, cold facts of it are like, I had like a big tobacco company come to me as an events marketing agency, or a quick service restaurant with like five million dollar campaign. Obviously, I'd have grabbed mm-hmm. it because that's the nature of the market and business. But would I have felt good about that? Absolutely not. Like, so I wasn't enjoying what I was doing, and I was really just thinking, I'm not having any positive influence whatsoever. So this for me kind of goes hand in hand with like my own like personal development journey of the last couple of years. Everything kind of like came to like together. Like it's interesting. About a year and a half ago. I basically had like a an aha moment. I was um, hungover. I'm a Scottish guy, so I do drink. I don't drink much anymore, which is which is part of my story. Um, but I was mm-hmm. kind of hungover, and I was driving my son in his car in my car to uh, to go to like a little like kids like rugby practice. And because I was kind of hungover and I hadn't had a lot of sleep, I basically had like an anxiety attack at the wheel. And I got to rugby with them, and all these other parents were there, and they were fresh faced and bushy tailed and that's like who I wanted to be. So that kind of like mm. put a hard stop to like the drinking that I used to do. I kind of had like a bit of a moment and that started my own journey a year and a half ago. After that, I started to get back into exercising and um, I hadn't really done much for six or seven years since I stopped playing rugby. I, I lost some weight. I started prioritizing family more. And then lo and behold, I got happier. My patience improved. All of this stuff started to improve and bring us to July of this year 
sorry, July of 2020, I sold um, Fervent Events. It was like the final kind of piece of the puzzle for me to get out of this business that I was no longer enjoying and to start mm-hmm. something else. So what Shape and Foster is all about, it's about lifestyle development. It's about pers- a personal development journey for members. And we'll get into it more in, 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 in the coming moments, obviously. But really, I'm still on that journey myself. And, and that's kind of how it came about Shape and Foster. I wanted to create something that I would be proud of and something that I think will actually have an impact on people. Yeah, I love that. And I can relate a lot too. And I think many people, many people can, they face a point in their life where maybe they haven't been properly taking care of themselves or they haven't had the tools. I myself had a corporate job for about five years. I thought that was always what I was going to do with my life. And I got into this cycle of partying really hard on the weekends to just kind of try and relax. And then I'd get back into work Monday morning and I was just like already my body was worn down and I had to put myself into this job that I liked, but it wasn't like my higher calling or purpose or anything. So um, not to go on a tangent, but that is sort of why I ended up switching careers and finding aesthetics. And yeah, I love that you were giving people just more tools to, um, be mindful and take care of themselves. So I'd love to hear more about the app. I know there's different areas of, um, you have six pillars that, that make up the app. What are those pillars and why do you find they are important for personal growth? Yeah. Well, I mean, so, so Chef and Foster is a lifestyle development app. I mean, you pay for a membership and in turn you're taking on a 12 month journey of lifestyle development from six experts each of whom have curated courses like specifically for Shape and Foster. So the six experts that I deem are important to a healthy heart and a healthy mind, obviously there are more industries that could be part of this, but the six that we have, we have fitness, we have nutrition, which is where Jazz Stupak comes in and we'll, we'll hear from her. Um, she's got lots of, lots of great insight and I'm already learning from Jazz on, on the month one videos. We have a mental health um, professional, we have a life coach, we have a financial expert, and we have a yoga instructor. So every 30 days, um, a member gets new course material that becomes available to them. And all content is curated um, for uh, Shape and Foster. Every video is roughly 15 to 25 minutes. There's a reason that TED Talks only last 18 minutes. A TED Talk is 18 minutes in length because whoever came up with the whole concept of TED Talks, they realized very early that if you put somebody on video for an hour and a half, you're going to lose the, the viewer's concentration. So videos are roughly 20 minutes. Um, so essentially, you, you have two to three hours every single month to, to put your time into these six professionals, and you're going to learn from six different people. You have a 14-day free trial. We can talk about that a bit a bit more. But yeah, um, nutrition is a massive, massive part of it, and that's obviously where Jazz Stupak comes in. Yeah, so I um, so I've been a nutritionist now for the past three years, and honestly, I did not see this in my future at all, especially growing up. So, I come from a very um, European background. My dad is from Poland, and my mom's from Slovakia, and so we grew up just like the typical European, like bread, meat, all that kind of stuff, and. 
I struggled with migraines and headaches ever since I was a little little kid. And I honestly never knew where it was coming from. And I was always at the doctors. I was constantly like going back and forth doing testing and no one knew what was going on, but I was always told that it was normal. Um, and it was at like one point where the doctor actually prescribed me medication for my headaches. And I ended up finding out that they were actually antidepressants. Um, so that itself like really freaked me out because I was taking these and I was becoming dependent on them. And like, I literally wouldn't like hang out with my friends because I needed to like take these antidepressants at a certain time. Um, and it just got to a point where I was constantly getting tests and never getting any answers for them. So I ended up just going online and searching um, just like remedies to reduce headaches. And I started like reading these articles about um, how gluten can actually increase inflammation in the brain and in um, your joints. And then same with um, MSG and how MSG is in like almost all the food, the packaged food that we eat. Um, And so I started to cut those out and literally saw the craziest difference ever. Um, And I think that's kind of what really drew me to the fact that like, we're now in this place where we're so used to eating packaged foods, because it's not only so much easier for us, but it's also just kind of like what we know now, like, I even look at my younger cousins, and the way that they eat is so different from even like the way I was eating when I was younger, because everything is processed now. And so Um, yeah, I started to like look into magnesium and notice that that made like a significant change versus taking, um, something like Advil. And, um, so yeah, I just started researching, became so obsessed with it and then, uh, went to school to be a nutritionist. That is amazing. And I totally agree. I think especially, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, food just was not talked about in the way it is now where, you know, we have like a pretty solid understanding that food is medicine. It can completely impact our bodies. I I grew up with a similar experience, like developed an autoimmune disease, was always getting blood tests, all these things. And they were like, what, what could be wrong? Like, what could it be? Like, meanwhile, I had a diet full of like Fritos and Cheetos and cereal and just all these packaged foods, right? Um, and no understanding of holistic nutrition. So I, I think it's so important and um, yeah, amazing that that you're able to do that and and change people's lives. Where would like where would a beginner be able to start making healthier choices to? impact their overall wellness, maybe their immunity, since that's so important right now, um, and maybe see some overall improvements in digestion, skin health, all the things. Yeah, so um, it's funny because you, it's funny that you say that because the first video in Shape and Foster is literally like 10 steps to becoming a healthier you. Um, but we talk a lot about just like the small things that you can do that really make a huge impact. So for myself, like um, the smallest things, I'll really get my clients to just take on tiny um, like steps. And so for example, drinking water, like I really, I think we always hear it, but none of us or not like many of us don't actually take the step to be like, okay, am I actually drinking enough water? Is it filtered? Um, Small things like just take a look at what you're eating first thing in the morning. Um, I think it's important to, you know, like really 
listen to your body. I know we always say that, but I don't think many of us know what that actually means. And so if you're feeling hungry in the morning, eat. And if you're not, you don't have to have breakfast right away. Um, Mm. And even like, um, you know, I think it's not necessarily always about what you're taking out of your diet, but what you're bringing back into the diet. So if you're having, you know, like three coffees a day, maybe cut down a little bit, but also add in, just add in more water as well. I don't think it needs to be as intimidating as we sometimes think it is. Um, And just like, you know, if you're at the grocery store, grab a different vegetable than you typically do to get like different nutrients into your diet. And always something I always say to my clients actually is for dinner, always try to have like two different colored vegetables on your plate because that itself is giving you nature's multivitamin. If, if I could just jump, if I could just jump in here, like what, like as a, somebody like for, for myself, um, nutrition is of the, of everything in shape and foster. That's, that's the one thing or, or not the one thing, but something that I am least comfortable with and least confident with. And mm-hmm. is it not kind of sad that as you, as you alluded to, like, um, Jazzy said, like your 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 nephews and stuff, or or or, or you said someone's eating there. Uh, people are now eating more kind of box stuff, and we see it more and more. It's, I mean, I see that, and I do that. It's because it's convenience. But is COVID mm. is COVID not potentially the perfect reset because we're all at home more, and we all have more time to actually concentrate on what we're making, to concentrate on on the on on the food that we're prepping, like mm-hmm. that convenience factor. I, I'm excited to learn from jazz as a member of this community because i feel like i have i have more time now than i've than i've ever had because we're all at home more than we've ever been it's very true and i think that a lot of us and and that's the thing like we don't have that excuse anymore to be like oh well i just grabbed a mcdonald's breakfast because i'm running late for work like we now have the time um and another thing too it's i think like we just it's just about like challenging yourself. We're so used to, let's say, having these processed foods. And I'll admit, I absolutely still have processed foods because of the convenience or I'm out with friends or whatever it is. But I think it's just also telling yourself, okay, like, let me try this for two weeks and see how I feel. And sometimes like one of the most valuable tips that I can give, especially to my clients is try something out before just rejecting it. Like you never know, you don't really know how you're going to feel about it until you stay committed. And then at that point, if you're really not into it, you can go back. I think, yeah, Callum, what you said about it being the perfect time to reset, that is so true. And, and Jazz, you're saying convenience is a big thing. I would also say it's a time people are sort of reaching for things that are comforting. Um, I'd love to hear some ideas maybe from you, Jazz, as the expert. Like, how can we make some meals that are comforting, like delicious, beneficial for our bodies, convenient? Do you have any like go-to options, whether it be like a, a snack or a breakfast or or a dinner? Yeah, um, I this is, it's funny because now I'm like, this is a hard one, even though it's not. Um, I I just like, personally, I love spending time in the kitchen. And I think that's a huge one is just like, actually like giving yourself the chance to enjoy cooking. I find 
for myself, like food just tastes so much better when you've taken the time to prep it. Um, so personally, like some of my favorite meals, I would say are just like warming comfort foods, like curry soups, um, which are some that we actually have in shape and foster, which is amazing. Um, but when it comes to like sweeter, um, more like desserts, I, I really, I have like so many recipes, but um, I think like, again, like a huge part of it is just being able to make it yourself. And so for example, um, an example I often give is if you are really craving cookies, don't go out to the store and necessarily buy like a pre-made cookie mix or um, like cookies that are already like done in package, actually make them yourself with the ingredients that you have at home, because not only is it going to like, um, it's just going to feel so much more rewarding that you're making it, but digestion actually starts the second we start to smell food. And so as you're baking these cookies, your digestion has already been on. And so you're actually going to eat less of those cookies because you're going to become satisfied so much quicker. And not to say that you can't like, not to say that you should be eating less of these cookies, but I think again, it's also really important to just like um, just be mindful of what you are eating. Cause I think in quarantine, like a lot of us are eating way too much sugar and processed foods and we're using quarantine as the excuse. Um, another tip that I would say too, is if you are going to be baking stuff, um, instead of using white or brown sugar, get something like coconut sugar. It tastes super similar once it's been like baked. Um, but it's just a lot better for you. The glycemic index isn't as high. So you're not going to get that crazy spike. I was stalking your low sugar cookies on your Instagram page. (laughs) I can't wait to make them, but I'll definitely link your your Instagram because you've got so many beautiful photos and recipes on there. I wanted to, yeah, touch on sugar like you're saying because, okay, I think it's first of all, and I want to say this with sensitivity, I don't want to trigger anyone um, who may have food issues. And this is also a tricky thing with me as an esthetician looking at skin. Sometimes I can see the visible damages from, you know, a poor diet or a highly inflammatory diet, somebody who's eating a lot of dairy. It's definitely a fine line, like talking about it with people because I never want to be insensitive. I never want to like push a way of living on somebody. And especially in this time, like when people are just, you know, trying to have decent mental health and maybe food's a component of that. That's definitely like something um, I, I struggle with, but maybe Jazz, I could hear from your perspective more about just like what, how does sugar impact the body? How could we potentially like see the visible effects of that in the skin? Yeah, I think that you're totally right. Like this is definitely a touchy subject for some and I'm super careful when I'm talking about this stuff as well because I think that um, for a lot of us, like food is an emotional um, aspect and I like especially right now with um, holidays and COVID and all of that stuff, like we are leaning towards food and sugar a lot more. But I think all of us can also agree that once we've had all that sugar, we're not feeling the greatest. Um, And so I think it's important to realize that it's doing, and I say it like this maybe sounds a bit harsh, but it is doing 
a decent amount of damage in the body and especially to our gut. Um, we are always hearing about digestive health and gut health these days, and it is so important to actually understand how that works. Uh, when we're having so much sugar, we're basically fighting off that good bacteria in the body. And that's why probiotics are so important and so heavily talked about these days, because they really do help to balance our gut health, which in turn boosts our immune system, especially with, you know, um, COVID and everything like that. It is so important for us to keep our immune system balanced. And it's something that I don't think us as a society talk about enough when it comes to the current situation um, in this pandemic. So with sugar, when we're taking it in, it is creating inflammation like right away. There's, you're going to either feel bloated, um, gassy, you're going to notice potentially like um, acne or pimples on your face. And you're totally right on how like you can tell from someone's skin what their diet is like it could either be from like stress or diet hormones all of that stuff but diet does say a lot and it's because our skin is the largest detox organ in the body and so whenever something's trying to detox out of your body and your other organs like your liver and your kidneys are already filled with toxins it's going to come out of the skin so i think keeping sugar as low as possible although it's hard is super important just so that we can keep that inflammation down because inflammation is the start to any kind of um, sickness or disease. Beautiful. Okay. And you're a fan of probiotics. Um, is there anything people should look for when choosing one or, or any supplements for that matter that you would recommend? I would say with supplements, it's so difficult because there's so many out on the market today. So many. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Like I feel like every day there's a new brand. But I would say for like something that I often say to my clients and on Instagram is if you're going to be shopping for supplements, go and shop at a health store because there are certain regulations that supplement brands need to abide in order to get into that store. So I definitely recommend doing that and also take a look at the brand's quality, how long they've been on the market. I really like um, AOR, Genestra, CanPrep. Those are some really great and reputable brands. And when it comes to probiotics, a few things that you might want to consider is you don't need to get like the 50 billion um, probiotic. You can literally just go with like a 15 billion. I personally would recommend starting off with something as low as 5 billion um, probiotic. And then um, another thing is if you see that they're like refrigerated, because oftentimes uh, probiotics need to be refrigerated. That's not necessarily a good thing because once we take it out of the fridge, essentially we're adding it into the fridge to keep it alive. However, when we take it out of the fridge, that probiotic is essentially dying and we need it to surpass the um, gut when it's coming into our body. And so um, shelf-stable probiotics um, are a lot better, I believe. And yeah, just making sure, like always check the medical non-medical ingredients and if there's a ton of ingredients in there I would probably stay away from it but I think the easiest way to probably shop for probiotics is just getting to know a reputable brand 
Okay. Okay. That's Sorry, all that was really a lot. good to know. <laughs> no, that was so good because I've always wondered like, and just assumed more is better in terms of the number. And I've also just assumed like, okay, it has to be refrigerated mm-hmm. or it's not good. So, okay. This, yeah. is, this is very enlightening. The, um, so for example, with like, let's say you're taking a 50 billion um, probiotic. The only thing is if you don't have severe gut issues, you don't need to be taking it. And it can honestly be like, so much for your body at once. So sticking to something smaller might be best, especially because you almost like you're inviting these like 15 billion um, SFU into the body and you want to like people like you can get so bloated just from having something that large. Oh, okay. And speaking of speaking of bloating, I know that's sort of like your area of expertise, right? Yes. Okay, tell us more how, because I know that bothers a lot of people, especially women. What is like, what's the deal with bloating? Why is that happening? Yeah, so there's so many things that can be happening when we're experiencing bloat. But I honestly think that a huge part of it is, again, going back to like the processed foods and the quick fixes and, um, you know, having like limited time. One of the biggest one of the easy okay it's not the easiest it's probably the hardest um but one of like the like I don't even know how to explain this the best tip I can give when it comes to reducing flow is literally eating without distraction I know like it probably sounds easy but it is so hard because if you think about when like you're enjoying a meal most of us are probably in the car driving to our next day, uh, our next stop, um, running out the door, watching TV, working on the laptop, um, reading, all of that stuff is actually confusing your digestive system with your nervous system and your body has a hard time being able to juggle the two. And so if you're sitting down with no distraction, just your meal, your digestive system has a much better chance of actually digesting and assimilating these nutrients. But um, with bloating too, just to go back on your, to your question, I think that a lot of it is just from like the poor cho- uh, food choices that we're making. And mm. I think like a lot of us um, may be having too much gluten or dairy. And honestly, it's it's not like, I think it's just, we don't educate or there's not enough education out there for us to, you know, get this information. Um, And so it's hard to even know what's good for your body and what isn't because it's difficult to find that information. And that's kind of what like my whole goal is with um, nutrition and being on Instagram and just sharing this stuff. Cause I think it is really difficult to find um, just on the internet and, the other resources we have. It is difficult. And I'm somebody who like, I love nutrition and learning this stuff. Like I soak it up like a sponge, but Mm -hmm. there's just so much information sometimes it's, it's confusing. So great to know they have your page as a resource. And I love that you're talking about mindfulness um, with eating. I think especially in, in the industry, um, in the beauty industry with estheticians, we are kind of just like booked back to back to back sometimes. And, and like so many Americans, we are, and Canadians in your guys' case, um, we are just like hustling through these jobs. Estheticians sometimes will get like 
we'll have 10 minutes to eat in between clients or like 30 if we're lucky, but it's very stacked. And I think we can just get in this routine of like, um, just trying to rush through it. A lot of estheticians like notoriously will, it's almost like, I don't want to say a humble brag, but like not having time to eat lunch, I would say is like very much in our culture. So I hope everyone's listening and I'm really, really glad you touched on that. It's so true. I find um, I actually read something on Instagram today about that and how like we really like look up to the hustle lifestyle when it would really be the opposite. And so I, I completely agree. And something too that I've really noticed is a lot of us now that we're working from home, we don't actually take a lunch break. It's just like, okay, I'm hungry. I'll eat at the desk or with my laptop while I'm still working. And so going back to mindfulness, if you're working from home and you're having lunch, actually take the time to take your lunch break and eat without that distraction. Yeah. Why do we think like now we don't deserve a lunch break or, or a break? I think the app would is one of like the best tools people can have because, well, we're looking at our phone anyway. Why not take a few minutes out of the day to do I try to say, this is something my dad taught me, to do something for yourself every day. Mm-hmm. I think the app is a great tool. Um, having a, a meal that you enjoy, maybe your skincare, just like having something that you can do for yourself to remind you that you matter and your thoughts matter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all those things should be valued. Yeah, mm-hmm. couldn't agree more. I, I think that like there's definitely like a shift in culture though. I believe there's a shift in culture, like that whole kind of head, like headspace of like um, money never sleeps. Like I'll I'll sleep when I'm dead. Glorifying mm. twelve hour work days and stuff like that. I mean, again, I, I take not not to try and take it back to COVID, but I, I think there's a shift in culture, and, and COVID is it, it has helped kind of. The, the balance of that that seesaw that tipping point that you know what it's not about that it's not about glorifying 10 12 hour days anymore it's about trying to like slow slower pace down a little bit trying to slow yeah. down a little bit and enjoy what we have around us and the comfort of our own home and our family and, and, and everything else just to kind of touch on what you're saying Tess about um, Instagram and stuff and time spent on it. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys use like, Instagram's time time reminder. Um, it tell, you mm. set it to a time, obviously. I have it set at like 30 minutes a day and of, sometimes you hit it early and sometimes you hit it late. But a big part of, to your point, to how I think Shape and Foster can be looked at by a possible member is spend 20 minutes less or 30 minutes less on Instagram every week and actually learn something from a different expert. Learn from a financial expert. Learn from a nutritionist like Jazz. Learn about mental wellness. Learn from a life coach. You know, learn some fitness. Do a yoga class. I mean, really, is that is that is that such a crazy exchange? Twenty to thirty minutes less on Instagram to actually grow as an individual. It, to me, it just seems like a like a no brainer, right? Agreed. And also too on Instagram, like what I find really stressful is that you like you're absorbing so many people's content that you don't even know who to listen to anymore. So I think it's important to just Mm -hmm. have that one expert where you're going to them with your questions and they're answering um, 
every like the questions that you have and you're listening like you're absorbing their information versus getting bits and pieces from so many people who you don't necessarily even know their background and um you know with Instagram like you don't have to be certified in anything to like to teach on anything I think that that's something we really need to be careful and mindful of and um another thing too is I don't know too many people who get off of Instagram and feel fulfilled like it's you the opposite and mm. so, yeah I agree using social not even social but you like using your phone for good and to always better yourself and challenge yourself and that is what like like what shape and foster it, it is a niche community it, it will be a niche community with no adverts no algorithms yeah. and just to give your your listeners Tessa like a little bit of like um like understanding I mean all of the experts that that we have in Shape and Foster the six experts they were all like heavily vetted we 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 held interviews um you know phone interviews sorry zoom interviews I should say looked Mm -hmm. into their expertise so to Jazz's point to be able to go to to hear one voice from one industry you can rest assured that the experts that we have within the app have all been vetted and chosen ahead of lots of others so I think there's definitely some solace in that. Um, when I was having a conversation with, with somebody the other day, I mean, I, I I am pitching a lot about obviously the videos. The videos are the, the videos is the nuts and bolts of the of the whole the whole program, right? You look at like Jazz's nutrition video, month one is 10 simple steps to impact your health, a video on that, plus an easy vegan curry recipe in month two is about pantry staples plus smoothie staples. So the videos are a big part of it. However, you also have access to these experts and ask them a one-off question or or to, to watch a Q&A that we hold with, with the experts every couple of weeks. We have a different expert. So I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and they were like, God, like that's awesome. Like If I have a question about like mortgages, I can ask this one question <laughs> and I don't, ha- I don't have to book into a bank for a one-hour consultation. You know what I mean? You don't have to go and sit through the whole bank's pitch and their, their whole their whole one-hour thing and try and upsell you know, our stuff. You can just ask that one question here and you're going to get advice back. So although I, I heavily pitch the video program, um, I think that the actual access to the, the experts through some quick questions, I think that's going to be of massive importance and, and of massive benefit to members. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll just say this. like I would never just partner with, with a random company for the sake of doing that. I see so much value for the esthetician community and um, people in general in this time within the app. I think as estheticians, like my really the heart of like why I do what I do is I don't want I don't want people just to follow me because it's an esthetician page, I want to cultivate community and tools for people to grow as people. I think mm-hmm. as estheticians, we don't always take care of ourselves. We were trained as technicians. We don't have the business tools or the finance tools to be necessarily savvy on our own. So I'm just so excited and um passionate about this app and excited for everyone to to get to experience it thank you very much and i'm so happy that you've taken the time to go in and look around i'd love to like i'd love to just throw it back on you right now and ask like what's your mm. experience been with the app like um what videos have you had a chance to watch um i know that you i think i believe you watched tanya de silva's mental mental wellness month one video 
Yes. Yeah. So to me, I don't know if it's just like a sign of the times, but the mental health piece is something kind of kind of new for me. And it it kind of took, unfortunately, like a bit of a breaking point for me in quarantine to really, because I've just always like, I felt like I I have a pretty solid grip on on nutrition because I've seen so many practitioners and holistic people. Um, I've been an athlete and I've always been focused on fitness. Um, so lots of areas of expertise within the app I felt like I had a grip on, but the mental health piece has been something like kind of new and humbling for me to be like, okay, this is important. And it's not, there's no stigma around like needing help with mental health. I think we all need it. Like it was very hard for me to even um, like make steps to, to find a therapist this year. That was something I did. And it, I, I think the app is great because it shouldn't have to come to a breaking point where you're falling apart and you're like, I need a therapist. Like I need, I need to do these things right now. Um, I love that the app is proactive. I've loved the worksheets. The video I watched on mental health was just like a great pause in the day for me to like, because you, you can feel like, oh, I'm so busy. I, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. But to have the app as a resource and to watch that video and why anxiety happens, that was really insightful. I've never never really heard that piece that it stems from like actual fears or, uh-huh. or um, anger, different emotions. Like actually hearing that was so, so helpful. And I really look forward to... Um, exploring that more and mm-hmm. kind of like keeping myself accountable with it. And, and I'm the I'm the exact same. Like I, I think that what you the word you use was proactive, and that that mm. is that is the essence of what Shape and Foster is all about. In my personal experience, I, I, I talked very like quickly about my personal development journey recently. Um, in my experience, and I'm sure everyone else is the same. So much of life is dealt with retroactively. Um, I looked into mortgages as I was in the process of, of purchasing my first home. Like that's the biggest investment I'm going to make in my life, and I'm learning about mortgages on the on the job. Like, what the hell was that all about? Fitness. I got back into the gym and I was, I was out of shape. Nutrition is something I need to deal with now, and I, 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 I that's my that's my big 2021. Mental health. Like I googled anxiety after my first anxiety attack. Life coach is the sort of thing you'll seek yeah. when you're already feeling disjointed. So much of this is retroactive, and it doesn't it doesn't need to be. It can be worked on now, and it can be a proactive um, experience. And the key term that I, that we're trying to go with here is is actionable insight. Mm-hmm. A member is going to be opened up to knowledge. It can impact their life by learning and forming habits. Um, as a result of that, like through actionable insight, Jazz has already touched on a bunch. Um, her videos are full of actionable insight, things like pantry staples, like easy, easy, easy amendments that you can make to some of the purchases that you make. This is stuff that you can change. You can change now. You know, you can change every single month, and that's why it's a twelve-month journey. We're not trying to throw six professionals at you and you try and learn all this stuff in four weeks because it's never going to work. But if you do this periodically over the course of a year, I honestly believe that this journey is really going to put lots of new habits in and, and give you lots of key insight and then enable you to kind of develop. Yeah, I think the key is the 
actionable steps and those habits. Like a lot of times I get asked, like, how do you stay motivated? And I'm like, guys, I'm not motivated all the time at all. I have to put these systems in place. It has to be a proactive thing. I'm like, okay, I'm carving out time for my mental health, for my fitness, to make nice meals for myself that make me feel good. So I think the motivation piece is like kind of overrated. And it's more about having systems that just kind of set you up for success. But I do, since I know both of you are our business experts in your own right and doing doing amazing things. I'd love to ask, since many of our listeners are new entrepreneurs, people who want to start a business, what is a business tip each of you would have? And I'll start with you, Callum. Oh, um, <laughs> on, on the spot, on the spot. Um, I would, my, my honest advice I mean, listen, I, I, I'll give you a kind of cliche one to start, and, and it's, it is cliche, but it definitely rings true. Like, do a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Like, so if you're going to get into business by yourself, make sure you love the work that you're about to do. Um, that's number one for me. But I think that the biggest thing through my experience is to to, to be, like, self-funded. Um, try, and, try and start a business with, with some savings, because you're going to value that money, you're going to value that market and spend whatever you're doing, the the operational costs. It, it's all so much more tangible when it's your money. If you get a loan from a bank or something, it just I just don't think it has that same kind of like organic kind of um, feel to it. Um, in my experience, my, with my business fervent events prior to Shape and Foster. The events marketing company. I, I launched that business with four thousand dollars, not a lot of money. It was like it was like a paycheck from from my previous employment. And granted, it meant I had to get a part time job in a call center for six months to 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 keep me like paying rent mm-hmm. as I tried to launch this business. But that the value of that four thousand dollars, like it, when you've only got four grand to launch a business, it's amazing how far it can go, right? And it's and it's your money. So that would be my that would be my advice. Um, uh, uh, there's no there's no shame in uh, in in a business taking longer to grow. We're not all going to be Instagram. We're not all going to be Facebook and like blow up overnight. It just doesn't happen. People think that they're going to launch a business sometimes and they're and they're going to be an instant success within two or three months. Look, man, we've all seen that photo of Jeff Bezos in his Amazon office with Amazon, the word Amazon spray painted on the wall. Like that is like that, that is the cold hard facts of starting a business. It, no, we don't, we don't blow up overnight. So be prepared for it to take a couple of years and uh, do it with your own money. That, that would be my advice. Where do you think people should invest their money in the very beginning, whether it be marketing, uh, the product itself or wait longer and invest more in the product later Anything come to mind there? I think the very, very first thing would be research. Um, I mean, I think you have to do, you have to put a little bit of money in research. And look, that can be as simple as you're not, you don't have to go out and poll 500 people and, and spend a ton of money. Who's got that? But it could be as simple as uh, in, in, in non-COVID times, asking 10 of your friends to, to get together in a cafe and uh, have a have a roundtable conversation and ask for their honest feedback about some information that you're you're looking at putting out there, or it may be as simple as 
you you put a survey monkey um survey together and you you put it on your instagram with a link and you ask your friends to please fill it out just gather some research like you're not looking for confirmational bias you're not wanting to ask people that are going to say yes to everything that you're that you're suggesting um mm. but you are looking for some form of feedback and 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 sometimes the feedback that you're you're least expecting is is what helps you the most right yeah cool okay love that jazz what about you um firstly i definitely agree with callum i think it's so important i honestly find too like even when i first started my business i um because i didn't like i was just coming out of school and i had loans and I did not have a lot of money to work with. And I swear like that was where I like found the most growth because I had to work under pressure and I didn't have a lot of like room to work with. So I think that's so important to say and just like getting the opinion from other people as well. Um, one thing I think that has really helped me as well is just just like you were saying to Tessa is um, you don't always have motivation and people will always say like, how do you get that motivation? Like, I just, I just don't feel like working today and it's not motivation. It's going to come and go. But I think having discipline is honestly super important because just like Callum said, you're in three to four months. If you don't see success, a lot of people are going to just let it go but um, the more and more you continue working on it, you're going to see a return. And I don't know if you've heard this quote. I forget how it like is actually said, but um, everything you do today is going to count um, in six months, whether it's going to be successful or not. Like all the work that you're putting into your day, um, it's going to like, it's going to reflect the, the past like three months and six months. And, So yeah, I think just like having the discipline to, even if you're not feeling motivated to work and you have stuff that you have those like dreams, I think it's important to remember, like, remember your why and why you're like, why you're pushing so hard for it. I mean, if you, if you look Tessa, like at your, like yourself, for example, I mean, uh, to to jazz, to, to, to to just to say back off, piggyback onto what jazz said about, um, it's not going to happen overnight sort of thing. I mean, mm. podcasts, podcasts are the ultimate, ultimate, like podca- the amount of podcasts that, that come and go within three months, like the, there's a stat out there, it's something crazy, it's like 60, 70% of podcasts end within three months, because so many people mm. that are starting this are expecting overnight success, whereas in reality, you have to build your audience. So here you are, you've now been doing this for a couple of years. I believe you're, you're at what, 1500 to 2000, like lessons per episode, something like that, like a really uh-huh. engaged, awesome, big audience. But that didn't, that didn't start. You didn't have that in, in week one, did you? What, what was your, what was your listeners in week one? Like 20, 30? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So luck, I mean, it has been such a slow growth process and it really started with my, I was a YouTuber um, first, a small YouTuber, but same thing, definitely engage niche audience. Those people, luckily, a lot of them converted to Instagram and then a lot of them are, are now with me with the podcast. So I think like, firstly, I just, I love it. I enjoy the process. So 
like you said earlier, Callum, it doesn't feel like work. Like this is so cool to me to have access to experts like the both of you and to just be able to, to talk and and learn from the experts in my industry and beyond. So it fuels me for sure. So I I enjoy it. And I think I just, I try to provide value in um, in every episode and everything I, I do, I try to think about who is this benefit benefiting. I feel like I know the person I'm talking to who's so well. Um, so I try to keep them at the heart of it and just provide value in everything I do. But thank you yeah. very much. No, you're welcome. You've done a good job. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. This has been awesome. I so appreciate your time. Where can everybody find the both of you and connect with you um, separately and on the app? So with uh, with the app, so you'd go to www.shapeandfoster.com. Um, the annual membership fee is $299 USD, or there's a, a monthly option of $29.99. After February 28th, it increases to $399. So get in early, get in before March the 1st for $299 for an annual membership. Everyone gets a 14-day free trial. So it is try before you buy. We're not trying to bring anybody in and, and have them sign up and it's not for them. Come in, have a look around. Um, I'm I'm that sure that you'll, you'll enjoy it and you'll like it and you'll see the value. That's why we have the 14-day free trial. I'm that confident in the product and service. And the reason I'm directing you to a website and not an app is purely because Apple, the big behemoth, um, takes 30% of every single transaction. So should you purchase directly from Apple, it actually costs 30% more. So go to the website, purchase there, and then you will be prompted to download the app anyway. Perfect. Okay, guys. Do the, the free trial for two weeks at least. Get some of Jazz's nutrition tips. Take a yoga class. Do the mental health exercises. Get some finance tips. Scope it out at least for two weeks. Jazz, quickly, do you want to shout out where people can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Nourish with Jazz. And then same with website um, is Nourish with Jazz. I think all of my platforms are the same and then you can also find me as the nutritionist on shape and foster which i'm honestly so excited and honored to be a part of and we're lucky to have you man we're lucky to have you, thank you. it's a good squad good choices awesome thank you guys so much for coming on thank you everybody for listening i will link all of these handles and and links so you can easily find it in the show notes and i will talk to you in the next episode